Come aboard for a thoughtfully curated cultural experience designed for those who believe that head and heart can guide your preferences in art. Those who enjoy the adjectives bougie and fine with an occasional ratchet chaser. Where rhythm and laughter are mandatory and pretense is prohibited. You have arrived at your destination. Welcome to Qualified Cool. On this episode, we present the first in what may become a mini-series featuring our conversation with MC and celebrated theatrical director, Ozzy Jones. Rather than have a screen and distance between us, this conversation was held in your Vibe Mistress's dining room. With bourbon in hand and lots of laughter, Ozzy and I discussed many colorful topics, including our fuzzy recollections on how we met, the battle between working black creatives and academic institutions, and what it's like to be a trailblazer on foreign soil. Here is part one of our conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> what's going on? Oh, it's on already. Yeah, I, yeah, I just I started just so I could. You know, oh, all right. Hi. <laughs> on this episode of Qualified Cool, as staff, <laughs> I get a chance to have a conversation with this crazy man, the one and only Ozzy Jones. Now, I was thinking about how we met or when we met, so that I can make this more of an official thing and i cannot i have a weird version in my head of how we met okay i'm, I'm I, let's hear it but i want to hear it elsewhere i because mine is probably wrong my no my thought is that there was some combination of theater and hip-hop but i want to say that we met after i got cast in black nativity at freedom theater the year after you directed it Oh, no, it was before. It was before that? It was before. Okay. I know mine is right. The details I don't know. Okay. But but remember, like, and I was thinking about actually trying to do a documentary about this, yeah. but, like, the, because you know how Philly is, right? Like, mm -hmm. in Philly, you got to be able to do what you say you do. Amen. So, like, it's the, you know, like, everything has a yin and a yang, right? Mm -hmm. So, the yang, the negative of Philly is that there's no industry to speak of, mm -hmm. right? Like, there's no, there's no real industry to speak of. But the positive is, if you're trying to make art in Philly, it's the best artist in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and the best artists in the world outside of Philadelphia all come here because they know that. Yes. Yeah. So, what a lot of people don't know is like the invention of not just the neo soul movement, but the sound that ended up becoming Kanye, that ended up becoming a bunch of people, was mm -hmm. developed when we all first met. Yes. So remember, like, Last Drop, Coffee Shop, used yes. to do this thing in the basement. Yes. The Arts Bank used to do its thing. Yes. Wilhelmina's, that spot, yes. like, used to be, Zanzibar used to do its thing. 
of course, the five spot, which is one everybody knows. Right. But there was like a bunch of spots where like if you were trying to get down, you could, without spending no money, <laughs> go and get down right. and get down all night. It's true. Yes. We met in that. That's where I met Jill. Yes. I met Jill at um, the Arts Bank. Uh-huh. Uh, and she was just signed up like we all were. Yep. Like to do the thing. And at the time, what was funny was I was the one that, for lack of a better word, was quote-unquote on. Because mm -hmm. I had the theater thing. Yes, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But I used to keep the theater and hip-hop separate. So, like, which is really interesting because the theater community didn't know I rhymed. Mm-hmm. And the hip-hop community didn't know I was making theater. Right. But black people, right? <laughs> I won a whole bunch of awards with black nativity. Yes. And so, of course, all over the press and all over the When the hip-hop community found out, when brothers found out, <laughs> the sisters found out that I was doing theater, mm -hmm. they were like, oh, my God. Hey, yo, I want to learn how to do that. That's dope. Like, why didn't you say he was doing whoop de whoop? The theater community, when they found out I was making hip-hop, when names started to rise a little bit, they gave me the ass to kiss. Mm -hmm. And gave me the ass to kiss for 20 years. Mm. Let's be clear. I didn't start hearing from the theater community again until my children's age group went outside about George Floyd. That's a fact. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, they just, I went from having the keys to the kingdom. You know what I mean? Like, right after Black Nativity, I was like, James I. James, who just won the, James Imes, who just won the mm -hmm. Pulitzer. And yes. I was like, and Amina, and the, like, I was like them. Mm -hmm. And they found out I was making hip hop, and I was rocking with Move, and, and I didn't hear from them again. Let, let's let's stay on that for a second. <laughs> Just because, saying. No, because there are, you know, we were having a conversation about school, about practicum, right? Yeah. Being, being instructors and grooming the next generation of people to follow in the footsteps and do this on some level. Which is all I do. But, but, but there, but the, the double-edged sword of it is that terminal degree aside, Okay. Right? The places where you can go take this finely tuned talent that you've done in the field, all of the things that you have done, acting, directing, whatever whatever that is, in music, it's the same thing. Doesn't make a difference how many albums you've done, how many awards right. you've gotten necessarily. There is still this hesitation by the academy yeah. to... Bring in people that know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. It, it's, you know, the, the theoretical piece of it is great. The degree thing is great if you got it. Yeah. But there's also something to be said for the people who know how to get it done. Yeah. Trying to show somebody else how to do this thing and how much opposition you get. Oh, yeah. In terms of what you can practically bring into an educational space yeah. and groom that talent and, and you know, the, the sort of last refuge of the person who did this professionally 
who is right. now trying to pra- pass that wisdom down to other people right. and still facing that kind of opposition. Right, okay. right. You know, that, that disturbs me greatly in Philadelphia because Philadelphia is very uh, conservative with that. Yes, ha- yes, yes. Has this tendency to run away the people that could really well, enhance these Philadelphia is conservative with that. With race, not with gender or sexuality. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. A million times, yes. But I want I want <laughs> I want to stay with this this moment of celebration and then we'll get back to some of the venues that you mentioned too. But Othello. Which one? In Europe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk talk about that because you know this you know, the whole reason why this podcast exists is to highlight the people that I know who are out here in the world who are doing these things and have, have done amazing accomplishments and are not necessarily the household names. Yeah. And I mean, when you are the first at something yeah. significant, people need to know. <laughs> so, so, so talk, talk about Othello. Well, I did. Um, so I, I ended up being with, and it's funny, right? Cause white folks be exaggerating. So when I got the gig, I didn't believe what they were saying, right? So I got this, I got this gig, it's like 97, something like that, um, directing Othello in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, I was the first African-American or black person from anywhere mm-hmm. to direct for a theater company in Ireland, mm-hmm. which I did not know. Right. And because white folks be exaggerating, <laughs> I didn't believe. So, like, they were saying it to me in interviews all the time, but they was also calling my name wrong. So, my name is Ozzy Jones. They was calling me Ozzy Davis the whole time, yo. Like, I remember I talked to this one dude. It was for, I think it was the Irish Times, which is like, they're the New York the Times. Times, right, yeah. I talked to this man for three hours, yo. The interview, the article comes out, and the article was glowing, it was nice and all that, but he called me Ozzy with two S's, Davis, the whole time. So I'm like, yo, Ozzy Davis is 90 years old, yo. How you know? And at the time, I had dreads down the hair, so right. I was like, oh. Like, I was sir, like, yo, no. Sir, excuse me, sir. I was like, yo, like, <laughs> Were we talking in the abstract the whole time? Like, so you know, I got the gig. It was dope. Um, it actually was extraordinary. Like, they asked me to direct uh, Othello mm-hmm. there, um, and it ended up like touring almost all of Ireland. Like, we did um, Dublin, of course, Donegal, Cork, Galway. Belfast, a couple other places. I was going to say, all the places that are population centers. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, there, and part of the reason is their education is so good, right? Like their, for their, their version of the SAT is called the Leaving Cert. Mm -hmm. And for their Leaving Cert, they have to, high school students have to execute a Shakespeare section. So, mm-hmm. right? So, 
we saw like 60% of Ireland's, that show rather, saw 60% of Ireland's high school population. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I mean? So, yeah, it was dope. It was dope. But it was funny, though. I learned a lot about race as a conversation when I was doing that. Mm. Because the joke that I used to have with them was, I was like, yo, when y'all come to the United States, what, do y'all get a racism pamphlet? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because they wasn't like that over there at all. And mind you, I was there right before the immigration boom. So Ireland was really for the Irish still mm -hmm. when I was there. It was like right at the end of that. If you were to go to Ireland now, it's... Yeah, it's very diverse. It's very diverse in a way that like London is and all that, mm -hmm. right? But when I was there... I 100% thought, I was like, I am the only nigga. <laughs> and like, this was the name days. So I had my, like, my, my dreads was down to there. And this was before everybody got dreads. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm walking around, like, I'm really in here by myself and cooling in a fan. And what's funny is when I was in Belfast, if you, at the time, if you closed your eyes and didn't look, and who you was talking to, <laughs> you 100% thought you were in Northam. 100%. Like, in, in Belfast, I walked out at one point. It was early in the morning. I walked out. This young white dude walked up to me, and he was like, uh, he had a, um, a Walkman. Uh -huh. He was trying to sell it to me. He was like, so like <laughs> he was trying to sell it to me for 10 pounds. He walked up to me, hella aggressive, too. Like, and like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> and I remember thinking, if I close my eyes, <laughs> right? It's like this. I'm 100% an Ethan Butler right there. <laughs> like, I'm 100% hood. Yes, that's Indiana yeah, right there. Yeah, man. So, it, and it's funny. It just it, working there really underscored for me even more than college did how much the distances between us are made up by a very small group of people. Yes, sir. Do you see what I mean? Yes, sir. Because Ireland was dope. Like, I've traveled pretty much the whole planet Earth with the exception of Asia. I've never been to Asia. Never, of course, been to, not of course, but I've never been to Antarctica. Right. Um, pretty much everywhere else I've been. Mm -hmm. And the similarities between people are way greater than the differences. Completely agree. And if you agree. stay in your neighborhood, you or aren't in the military, mm -hmm. and even in the military, the if you're in the military and you're waging war, you still wouldn't necessarily fully get it. Right. But human beings are tripping with each other less. Then they tell us that we are. Yes. Be sure to subscribe to the Soul Sanctuary Inc. YouTube channel if you'd like to see the video of our conversations when available. And you can always visit our home website at soul-sanctuary.net for more information. While you're there, sign up for our email list to receive more direct and exclusive content. 
Stay tuned for more great conversations with tastemakers and rising stars in arts and entertainment. And remember to be cool. The Qualified Cool Podcast is a production of Soul Sanctuary Incorporated. Visit us online at soul-sanctuary.net and on Twitter and Insta at soulsanctphl. Subscribe to the feed, tell your friends, and stay tuned for the next episode.